Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Caged In Podcast. For those of you who haven't listened before, this is a weekly podcast in which me, your host, Petra Patsilovus, will watch every single Nicolas Cage film. Started last week with uh, Valley Girl. We saw many crazy scenes from Cage. Uh, this week we'll be doing the 1983 film, which actually came out the same year as Valley Girl. Yeah, we're doing the 1983 film Rumblefish, in which um, it's the first time Nicolas Cage has actually been directed by his uncle Francis Ford Coppola. Um, I'm slightly expecting that there might not be a lot of uh, Nicolas Cage in this film, as top villain in this is Matt Dillon and Mickey Rourke. But as part of my rules for this, it's any film I've seen on Wikipedia where Nicolas Cage is listed in the starring actors tab or section on there. So this is actually one of them. There's a few like minor exceptions to the rule maybe. Um, there's a couple of films I may cover in special episodes such as um, Sunny, which is actually a film directed by Nicolas Cage. So we'll get to see all this craziness that he's put in as an actor how he will deal with it going as a director and whether the way he is is somehow filtered down into that and other ones will be um, A Christmas Carol where he voices uh, Marley so I'm kind of sure that's not going to be a big part as knowing the A Christmas Carol it's not a massively big role in it so might hold that one off for a Christmas special, not quite sure yet. And Astro Boy, he's listed quite low down in the starring uh, roles. If anyone knows differently, if he's got like a bigger part in that, I'll add it as an actual episode, but that might come in as a special episode. So, um, yeah, when it comes to expectations of him being in this a lot, like, they're quite low, but I haven't seen this in so long, so that could totally change, like... This might be ultra short, this might be ultra long, like, we'll have a rundown of the film anyway, of what happens, regardless of Cage or not, obviously, I'll go into a lot of detail on the scenes where he's in, like, his character, I know from seeing it before that his character's named Smokey, there's some amazing names in this film, we've got, um, Motus Motorcycle Boy, which is Mickey Rourke's outstanding Mickey Rourke performance. Um, yes, before he went crazy, like, this is early 80s. Handsome as fuck, Mickey Rourke. And we've got um, Matt Dillon as Rusty James. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne as Midget. There's uh, so many good actors in this film. There's... Uh, Dennis Hopper, um, Christopher Penn, yeah, we've like got we've got cameos from like Tom Waits, a legend. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to this. The music's all done by Stuart Copeland of the Police as well, and it's uh, actually based on an S.E. Hinton novel, which uh, is the second film which Frances Ford Coppola directed of one of her books. First being The Outsiders, which Nicolas Cage is in, but very very briefly like almost uncredited just in a fight scene so that's definitely like stuff like that 
not going to include like fast times at Ridgemont High. He's listed as like Brad's bud, which like I'm pretty sure is not going to really be maybe not even a speaking role. So that's another one I didn't include in this. For that reason, like next week we'll be doing Racing with the Moon, which I'm looking forward to because the film. I'd never heard of before taking on this project, let alone seen. So, uh, yeah, I've tracked it down. Be able to watch that next next week or when I can get round to it. But that would be out. Yeah, that'll be out next week. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, when it comes to this film, as I said, I haven't seen this in a while. So I'm going in with no expectations like... Playing by the same rules for you, for those of you who haven't listened before, yeah. The rules are no distractions, no phones, no nothing, um, and no expectations. So I'm not I'm not looking at Metacritic scores. I'm not looking at IMDb scores. Obviously, I'm chatting to people. I'm doing this podcast, so people are saying, "Oh man, face offs amazing, cool." Like. All of that's fine. Like I've got a lot of people. Like, I've had people say they're really looking forward to when I get to certain episodes. Like once I've been mentioned, a Wild at Heart, Con Air, Face Off. It's like yeah, some of those films are iconic. I haven't seen some of those films, so I am looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's watch the film, and then I'll come back afterwards, and we'll we'll hash it out. So. I'm going to kick back, feet up, phone off, and get raging with a Cajun. looking for you, Rusty James. I'm not hiding. He says he's gonna kill you, Rusty James. Man, me and you, we, we could have run this whole side of town if you just gave me a chance. You know, if you're gonna lead people, you have to have somewhere to go. I wonder why somebody hasn't taken a rifle and blown your head off. The motorcycle boy. You always try so hard to be like your brother, Rusty James. Hey, my brother's the coolest. Why do you dislike me so much? I mean, I've always tried to be your friend. You know, you might have made it a while on the motorcycle boy's rap, but you ain't got your brother's brains. Neither contrary to popular belief is your brother crazy.
So right, let's start off by saying what a fucking great film that was. Like, the acting, outstanding, the way it's shot is amazing. Like, any frame from this could be taken out of context and it would be a... Oh, it'd be a Instagram hipster's wet dream in the way that it's shot. Like, it's so cool there's amazing uses of um time lapse in the way I, there's like this weird smoky misty feel to the film like just unexplained there's just like this mist that's around the city yeah it's got this real real cool like it's it's in black and white as well so like yeah, there's something really cool with that that I'll, I'll get back to when I do a wrap-up of the film. But, yeah, it's, it's just a really, really cool film. Like, one drawback to, obviously, this project is there's not a lot of Nick Cage. But what we do have of him is really good. So, we'll get back to that. First of all, I'm just going to do a small wrap-up of the film. So, obviously, yeah. Rumblefish, 1983, Franz Ford Coppola film, and it's about these two brothers. You've got Matt Dillon, who plays Rusty James, who you know within the first five minutes, he's Rusty James, because everyone refers to him only as Rusty James. So all you've got is, hey Rusty James, hey Rusty James. Constantly, over and over again. Um, yeah, it's kind of... He idolises his brother, the motorcycle boy, who at the f- start of the film hasn't been in town for about two months. Everyone's questioning, like, what's happened to him? Like, where is he? Some people think he's dead. They just... They don't know. But he's this kind of mythical character in this like almost non-existent place you never find out where it's set it's kind of this like midwestern almost like new orleans style town but yeah it's just it's kind of got this fairy tale glow to the film that's i was swept away with it like yeah, I remember seeing it before and thinking, like, it's always been at the back of my mind. Like, it's fucking cool, man. It's really cool. Like, so, yeah, more of, more, more, more to do with the plot. Like, yeah, you've got Rusty James on the one hand, obsessed with his brother, just obsessed with how things used to be. He always talks about, like, the rumbles and stuff like that. And at the start of the film, we have him setting up fight that evening and he's talking to his gang which consists of Smokey played by Nicolas Cage um, you've got Christopher Penn, you don't actually find out his name, uh, you've got Vincent Spano who plays Steve um, who's really interesting character, bit of a wimp we'll get back to like some key scenes of him but yeah you've got this gang and then you've got Lawrence Fishburne as Midget and they're all talking in this diner with these really cool shots of them playing pool and stuff like that um yeah a place called benny's who the uh owner is tom waits 
just cool. It's got it's real. I know I keep saying cool, but this film just fucking oozes it, guys. Like, I wouldn't recommend it enough. Like, regardless of it being for this, like, it's a good film. It's a real, real good film. Maybe that's saying a bit about me being a hipster or whatever, but yeah, like, there's so many quotable lines. Like, it sounds philosophical. It's deep, it's dark, it's moody. Yeah, like, uh, so as I was saying, they've got the gang, they're arranging a fight, and then it's like, I don't know, you get this. You, you get this amazing scene of the fight that's kind of like the beat Michael Jackson beat it video like it's kind of really misty smoky alleyway you kind of got the two gangs coming to each other it's like choreographed like a dance sequence could be something out of West Side Story or something it's kind of got this musical theatre vibe to it it's just I don't know worked really cool like it reminded me of uh, the fight scene inside of like the warehouse in A Clockwork Orange. And uh, yeah, Rusty James has this fight with this bleach blonde haired guy with these round rim sunglasses on, pulls a knife out. They go at it. Rusty James gets cut with a shard of glass. And who turns up? Mickey Rourke. Handsome, young Mickey Rourke as the motorcycle boy. One of the coolest moves I've ever seen. Motorcycle off, out. At old, blonde haired, rim sunglasses guy. Bang, he's down. And then we kind of... We get to see this relationship between Rusty James and Motorcycle Boy where... It's like motorcycle boy loves him but he keeps it at arm's length and kind of looks down at him he seems like he's over this whole days of the rumble how things used to be whereas rusty james is very much still deep inside of it and longs for those days and this seems to be like a key part of this film like this thing of moving on shouldn't be fighting you should just kind of get on with your life and be who you want to be and it seems like motorcycle boy obviously he's been away you find out he's been in california and he's very much over it like he sees past the rumbles and i think he's trying to push um rusty james into doing so as well um yeah, so as things progress, you get like these key scenes where you meet their dad, played by Dennis Hopper, who's kind of dressed like a. I don't know, like those old cartoons or like old films where you see our old hobo with a beaten up hat, little stubby cigar, um, boozing, just always boozing, never really remembers if he's seen his sons. Like, he's like, I haven't seen you. In ages, you don't know if he's talking to Rusty James, who lives with him, or the motorcycle boy who's just rolled back into town. So, yeah, you get these scenes of... Um, I don't know, it's like one of those films, not a lot happens, but 
it really seems to just flow really nicely like you don't get a real sense of how much time's passed either as i said like it's got this fairy tale feel so it feels like it's almost not real it's like a dream sequence the whole film um yeah and it all amounts to uh the motorcycle boy taking Rusty James to the pet store in which he shows him some Siamese fighting fish aka rumble fish and tells them the story of how they're partitioned inside of their tanks so they so they don't fight each other and he shows him a trick that if you get a mirror up against them, they'll try and fight themselves and almost kill themselves. And this is almost like an analogy for the whole film and Rusty James himself, that even if he's not fighting other people, he's boozing, he's cheating on his girlfriend... He's doing all this self-destructive things that even if in a fight he doesn't kill himself, he'll kill himself, literally kill himself. Um, And yeah, it comes back later to the pet shop and the motorcycle boy just releases all the animals and has this plan to take the rumble fish down to the stream and let them swim away into the ocean, which he says to Rusty James, when I do this, I want you to take the motorcycle and drive to the ocean as well. Which sees this whole analogy come into play, that obviously he wants him to grow up and move on and not worry about the rumbles anymore not worry about the fights and the town they live in he wants him to get him out to the coast out to the sun out to california so he can experience life for himself and not live in the past and the way these things used to be but more to yeah find a piece of himself and move forward with his life basically um yeah so that's like that's the film like when it comes to scenes with um nick cage as i said there's not a lot but the ones you get he is really really good which is a massive 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 improvement from valley girl which i'm not sure if it's because of the film or because of the performance but this is totally different ballpark it's a different game it's a different league it's fucking yeah it's 10 times better like i'm not sure whether a little cage is good lot of cage like that's that's to come that's the fact we'll find that out as time goes on but in this yeah he's really good like he's got a couple of key scenes like um there's a subplot that rusty james has a girlfriend called patty during the film um rusty james Smokey, and a few other people break into a lake house 
and have a party in which Rusty James sleeps with a girl. You never find out her name. You just see a scene. See a little bit of tip. But as you see a scene, they have a party. You see Nick Cage's ass. So if you're into that, you got a little bit of that. So far in this, the first bit of Cage Bod we've seen. There might be some more to come. I'm not quite sure. I'm pretty sure there probably will be. I don't know. I don't know how much of him. I don't know. That's not what this is about. But yeah. As things transpire. Rusty James gets dumped. You find out later on. This was part of Smokey's grand plan. His grand plan was. That. Rusty James. Cheats on Patty. She finds out. He gets dumped. Smokey moves in. Bang. He's got the girl. And there's this scene between the two of them where Rusty James is battered and beaten from the night before and calls Smokey outside. He's like, let's go outside for a chat. And we all know that normally that is, let's get the Dukes up and have it out, mate. But they go out and they have this chat. Smokey just really gives him this... another bit of like there's a real turning point in the film where you've realized that rusty james isn't the leader and the the top dog that he thinks he is he thinks he is the next motorcycle boy he thinks that he'll be in charge he's he's got it all he's got it all figured out that he's like the leader of this gang that you see in a you see in a scene earlier in the film where he gets hit on the head with a tire iron and he has his out of body experience where he sees everyone grieving for him and all the gang raising the glass but you kind of see that it wouldn't be like that in this scene where he's like smokey says to him let's be honest if if we were to fire up the gang i would be the leader you haven't got the smarts you haven't got the brains for it you're not the motorcycle boy and I don't know, you see, it's like a real maturity to Cage that, like, I felt in Valley Girl, he played a bit of a doofus, like, it's a bit of a two-dimensional character. Whereas in this, like, even though it's not a lot of him, there's a real good, I don't know, he feels like a, maybe not, like, a well-developed character, but his character has a real good point and, yeah, creates this turning point in the film like almost like a a dynamic shift and from that point it's kind of the film's a bit different you're looking at Rusty James in a completely different way so yeah it's good that obviously Cage is there to facilitate that Um, as for other scenes like really that's it for him he turns up at the end the end of this movie like as the motorcycle boy goes to put the fish into the uh, stream, he's shot by some weird YMCA-looking cop who's kind of turned up throughout the film. Real weird dude, kind of got it out for the motorcycle boy. And he says it, he says it outright. He's like, I don't like you because of the way these kids look at you. The way that people like Rusty James idolise him. But you get the sense that the motorcycle boy 
doesn't really want that. He doesn't. He doesn't want those guys to look at him as some idol. Because he knows in a way that what he's done is wrong. And it almost feels that by going out and breaking into the pet store, he knows he's sealing his fate. And that's the only way for his brother to move on. So yeah, once the once he shot the fish a flailing on the floor, as as obviously he would, <laughs> um, and Rusty James picks him up and puts him in the stream, almost as a way of like fulfilling what his brother had wanted, and takes off on the motorbike to the coast, which brings us to the end of the film. But in this moment of motorcycle boy being shot. It's almost it's like the film's surreal anyway, but there's this surreal scene where it's like every character that we've met throughout the film just kind of comes out and looks at the body. Like news couldn't have travelled that fast, but but it's like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter in this film because the the kind of fairy tale fantasy vibe it's got going on that doesn't doesn't take you out of it. He's like, yeah, of course that would happen. Like and you see you see Smokey with Patty, Rusty James his ex, and they're kind of I don't know, you see that he's kind of he's glad that like Rusty's gone. Like he can move on. Like, yeah, again not a lot to it, but yeah that's the last time we see him as for moving forward for the next film as i said like next week we've got racing with the moon i don't know anything about it but i'm looking forward to it i feel like at this point kind of as we see them from these two films they were made yeah valley girl and Rumblefish. they're made in the same year and they're vastly different and it feels it feels exciting that obviously Cage is trying all these different things and I'm looking forward to see how, yeah, Racing with the Moon is different again or if it is or if it's it's acting has progressed. And hopefully, definitely hopefully, it's more of a starring role than this is. Like, I'm sorry if this one obviously is supposed to be a Nicolas Cage fucking podcast <laughs> and I feel like uh, this one was a bit bit of a bit of self-indulgence on my part like I kind of knew that he wasn't in it that much but I don't know it's worked out with how some of these episodes are going to fall that that one that one should be in there because we're going to have some big ones on good good numbers on like the 50th one we've got a real good film but we'll get to that when we get to that um yeah so moving forward really really looking forward to it i believe the film after that is the cotton club also directed by francis ford coppola so it will be good again to see him like back working with his uncle seeing if i don't know like again hopefully that's a bigger role than this one was um yeah and the week after that we have something called birdie which I've looked, I've seen like posters online and stuff like that. Looks really, really interesting. Like, I know this one probably hasn't been as 
funny as last week's episode. I don't know. The films are totally different, so it's hard to it's hard to find some humour. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, Valley Girl was such a kind of teen film and bad film so it was really easy to pick that apart and poke fun at it whereas this is totally different kettle of fish no pun intended uh maybe uh but yeah like this totally different so you can't really i don't know i really enjoyed it so i kind of find it hard to poke fun at it in any way like yeah um I'm feeling optimistic, guys. I feel like next week it's something different. It's going to be good. Like I'm kind of enjoying this thing that, like, obviously, certain films that we've got coming down the line. Like at some point, we've got Bringing Out the Dead, which I know is directed by Martin Scorsese. So stuff like that is obviously going to definitely with. Like I'm trying to do this whole no expectations things, but stuff like that, I'm gonna have some high hopes for that because obviously revered director, whatever, and obviously there's films I've heard of. There's episode thirteen is Deadfall, I believe it's thirteen. Let me double check that. Eighteen, sorry, eighteen. We've got Deadfall. I've heard it's fucking bonkers, so I'm really looking forward for that. Like. There's a little run around, like, the mid to late 20s. Like, number 24, we're going to have Leaving Las Vegas. And then from there, we've kind of got, like, a mid-90s cage where it seemed he was at his height. And I'm looking forward to that. But, yeah, I'm kind of more look like I'm more excited at the moment for these films we've got coming up because that stuff I've got expectations for because I kind of know about from Pete from chitter chatter from people and stuff like that and kind of I don't know some of it's like seeped into the zeitgeist whereas this early stuff a lot of it I don't know maybe because it's shit maybe that's why people don't talk about yeah 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 just thought about that but I don't know we could have some gems like if you guys are happy to come along for the ride i'm happy to take it well i've i've committed so i'm i'm going i'm going the whole way so yeah in regards to um contacting me you can do that via the facebook page which is the caged in podcast um or at caged in pod i'm on instagram at caged in pod also twitter i've got an email address which is caged in pod at gmail.com as i said last week i'm taking donations in the way of nick cave dvd no, nick cave <laughs> fuck uh, nick cage dvds so anything that like i might be missing or anything obviously feel free to drop me a line say yo i'm up for donating it or i'll lend it to you or whatever that's fucking cool man or lady (laughs) whoever yeah it'll be amazing it'll be amazing to hear from you guys like what you think like 
how you think I could improve. Obviously, like with the more Nick Cage centric ones, I'll be doing like little segments like Cage quotes and keys, like real key scenes. And obviously, this one I felt there was no need for any clips really because I don't know. There's nothing to really like. There's no moments. There's no like crazy moments like there was in Valley Girl. There's no there's no things that seem way left field in the way of not not fitting in with the rest of it. It's, I don't know. Like yeah, I urge I urge people who haven't seen this to get to go watch it. Like not yeah, not for this thing. Just 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 for good for the sake of good films um yeah so yeah hit me up on all the social media like as i said the first 10 or so will be just me from 10 onwards gonna get some guests in i've got a few lined up already you might hear from my roommate emma you might hear from some friends of mine, like, um, yeah, and in the way of uh, theme song, yeah, that's one of the things I wanted to mention, um, if anyone out there wants to do a theme song, or like, wants to help me out with it, that would be amazing, like, I probably could figure something out, I've tried, tr- I tried to record something, but I don't know, like, it didn't quite work out. So, if anyone would like to help out in that way, that would be fucking great. And again, hit me up, Facebook, at Caged In Pod, Instagram, at Caged In Pod, Twitter, at Caged In Pod, email, cagedinpod at gmail.com. Right, that's enough for today, guys. I'll catch you next week. I've been Petrus Patsilivus. I've been caged in. You've been rad. Catch you later. This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Copa Connections, A Droop Town Limery, Maine, Franchise, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.